Thanks for listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. For that, you deserve a holiday with RAA. Win your dream holiday thanks to RAA Travel. Just register at safm.com.au. RAA does holidays everywhere, every day. Book yours today with RAA. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. Happy hump day. Oh, Wednesday already. You're morning, closer Beck. Good to me. You're morning. inching forward. Can you just go back a little bit? What do you mean? You just, you're closer than usual to me. Well, we, we sit about 1.5, but we actually sit about COVID distance apart. I think you one now. Well, I've, I've just come a bit closer. This is my um, dance space. That is yours. I'm, I'm sorry. Good morning, Beck. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you? <laughs> Day three and you're starting to get to know the real me. Oh, I like my on. space. Yeah, exactly. Um, how are you? I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because it's day three getting back early again? What time does your alarm go off? 4.35. It's not too bad. Mm. Yeah, all right. Sorry over there, three something. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, JB pushes the buttons. What time do you get off? Oh, yeah, it's about 3.50. Really? How come? I just need time. Oh, you travel a little further. You're a... What what area? Colorado. Do we say suburbs or we don't say suburbs because you're worried people are going to come around your house? doesn't matter. Um, okay, lives at number seven, Barnes Road, Coromandel <laughs> Valley. If anyone's interested and wants to go and have a look. <laughs> no, I'm having okay. trouble falling asleep. Right, how come? My body clock is all messed up. Oh, well, hmm. you'll be right. Uh, you'll get over it. Okay. Oh, you'll get over <laughs> it. Um, hey, one Thanks thing I want to ask, because you know we've been talking about the Royals. There's a lot of Harry and Will stuff getting around. Um, and there's a bit of, um, I think, a bit more sibling rivalry coming out more and more and more. Um, brothers and sisters, I don't know this about you. What do you have? I have a younger sister, Christy. Uh, age difference? Uh, she's one year younger, but has always been more mature than me. She's been like the older sister, even though she's younger. Hang on, so she, one year? Only one year, yeah. Wow. Mum was getting right back on the horse real quick. <laughs> so if you think of that, yeah, so you were three months old and your mum yeah, and dad and were... and Greg getting, were getting wow. busy. Wow, they're suckers for punishment. Although, you know, they must have thought, oh, this little one's so good, so yeah. cute, I'm going to replicate no, it. I don't think they planned it. Anyway, you know, she works in adolescent mental health. She is oh, a she? saint. Yeah. So you've got one hard-nosed journalist bitch and then you've got a, a, someone who's saving the world. Good on her. Yeah. That's a very admirable occupation. What's her name? Christy. Christy. Good morning, Christy. Yeah. She wouldn't be out listening, would she? She might be. Do you reckon? Um, good morning, Christy. What I about have you? one sister, um, Rachel, and she's six years younger. So I took my parents that much longer to probably get back together after they created me. And Jesus, <laughs> got we can't replicate him. Got little Marky off to school and they were ready to get back into it. That's what it would have been. Because um, it's a little bit like, obviously, with Harry and Will with what's going on. Have a listen to this grab now. Your brother told you, pretend we don't know each other. Yeah, and at the time it hurt. I couldn't make sense of it. I was like, what do you mean? We're now at the same school. Like, I haven't seen you for ages. Now we get to hang out together. He's like, no, no, no. When we're at school, we don't know each other. And I took that personally. Did you talk to your sister at school? Because you would have been one we year different. We were at Blackwood together. Um, only because Blackwood was so big. I never saw her. Oh, come on. I would have said hi. I also, I was in the library. Uh, I was a massive nerd. You, not, you not actually, like... you willed her. Essentially, you said you can't talk to me at school. One not. year difference. You could have almost been in a composite class. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, no, I just didn't see it. Right. But my kids don't talk to each other at school when they see each other. Oh, I think really? They give each other like a little wave, but... Don't Yeah, I think that's very normal. I, I think Harry Harry is overreacting on that. I think it's very normal. I told my sister she was adopted, and <laughs> for a whole life, I reckon until she was probably about 14, 15, is, she assumed she was adopted. That is so mean. <laughs> so well, mean. I just thought that's normal too. It's like brothers punch on, don't that's they? That's not it. normal. Adoption is not. The only problem is my sister actually looks like me with a wig on. <laughs> so if she actually looked in the mirror, she would have realised there's no way known we could have been adopted. Oh. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Yes, I dream.
explainer Tell us about your dreams, you total weirdo know each other do you like to hear about people's dreams in the workplace love it i think it's fascinating and the reason is because it essentially uh reveals something about the person in their psychology so tell me i don't like hearing about other people's dreams unless i'm in them so the first dream you ever have about me come in and tell me that says a lot about you that's really narcissistic isn't it i wouldn't use that term but i'd say self-centered but (laughs) you can run with narcissistic up to you okay but i've been having this recurring dream brilliant and i wonder if you can analyze it for me yes Every time in a dream, and yes. I, for some reason I go to do this a lot in dreams, I go to text someone mm. in a dream, mm. and every time I go to text, the words don't come out. Like they come out scrambled, or I can't press the buttons right. Clearly, do you think it's a communication issue? Or I think it's an education issue. No, because I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I'm very fussy with my text. Like I would never send a typo. I never even abbreviate in a text. I'd never send oh. you the letter U and R for your, it's always got to be proper. You don't write high M and then the number eight. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Or BRB. Or Actually, no, I will write OMG because I'm hip to the groove. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, what, so you're typing and... I wonder if anyone else has ever experienced this. Whenever you know I means? go to type, I can't, it won't come out. The words won't come out. They're scrambled and I get really frustrated that I can't message people. And sometimes I'm in trouble. And I need to right. message and, I, and the words won't form on you the screen. Um, have you Googled why? No, that's you, why I'm well, asking can you. Can you Google why? Well, not now, um, I can't. Well, I don't know off the top of my head because I'm not a dream analyst. But um, let's have a look because someone will know. If anyone does analyse dreams and you can tell us exactly yeah. what's going on well, in Beck's mind. somebody else has that happened to them. Do you have recurring dreams? I have three recurring dreams. Am I in them? Uh, not yet. Oh, but, but Well, I'll tell you the first one is that... You, you probably don't want to be in them because the first one I have all the time is that I'm nude in public and I feel exposed. Ah, oh, okay. Well, so yeah. if you'd like to stand next to me, you're more than welcome in yeah. that same sort of dream. Yeah. In that, your, means it, that means you're hiding something. In your Bond's full brief and your T-shirt, mm. you can stand next to me while I'm nude. Um, it's apparently, from memory, it's about being anxious about an upcoming situation. Okay. Uh, so I have that one. Um, the other one is I always, always, I reckon at least once a month have the dream that I haven't. Uh, finished my university degree, which considering it's a Bachelor of Plagiarism, it probably wouldn't have hurt because I did education. Did you finish? And you finished it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was a school teacher. But I had this over, uh, I'd I'd say probably twice a month. And it's always like I get the, you know, your transcript with your results and it's incomplete. You know, I'm still a couple of subjects Both of those dreams are real like imposter syndrome. I'm I'm diagnosing you with. Thank you. Well, I have that. (laughs) Absolutely, but, uh, I have that. Go. There's no doubt. Well, I, I remember that one with not finishing like a university degree comes back to... You don't to, feel qualified in life. Well, oh, my it's God, also, honey. It's <laughs> a, like a, a, it feels like there's a traumatic end to something or that you're unworthy on feelings of guilt. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, this you're is like, so much worse than mine. You, you're like my last one. Um at least once a month, I dream that I'm going to get drafted and finally get to play an <laughs> AFL game oh, all the time. Oh, and the most recent sad. one was a couple that's of weeks ago. That's unfinished business for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I got drafted to the West Coast Eagles. And you know when your dream is so <laughs> Why the vivid? Wiggles? Don't know. Maybe it's just an idea of living down at Scarborough Beach and being able to play at the Eagles. But you know when the dreams are so vivid, when you wake up, you're disappointed. <laughs> and I got, and I, I must have been in the dream probably about mid thirties which is way too old to be drafted. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking 35, right, I'm going to go out to training. I am legitimately going to make my AFL debut. Like this is all I wanted to do since I was 10 years of age. 
And then I woke up in a sweat and I've just realised I've gone, oh shit, it hasn't happened again. <laughs> did, you not, did you get to run out the batter or anything? No, I woke up and didn't get the chance again. Oh no. All right, you thank you. Up. Do you want a hug? If there is any recruiting officers out there that want to take a, a punt on a bloke that can't walk who had 120 um, injections in his groin because he's got osteitis pubis, I'm willing to do anything. Sure. I'll carry the water sure. for you. Give us a call. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, I told you on the weekend that I actually tore my hamstring at the big wedgie because I was running with my kids to try and get in front of yes. some other kids so I could get in the line because it was very, very busy. Yeah. So I'm limping around with a very tight left hamstring at the moment and I've been to the physio to get that checked. But I've also been to the chiropractor <laughs> three times in the last fortnight. The reason being I'm living in a tent in my backyard. Oh. Is that like the doghouse? Are you in trouble? No. Why are you in the why I'm, are you in a I'm tent? camping with 10-year-old Felix. And the reason being, we haven't had an opportunity to get away on a little holiday over Christmas just with work and a few other things going on. So normally would have tried to go down to the beach for a couple of weeks or maybe mm. even lucky enough to maybe take the kids to Queensland or something. Yep. But we didn't get to do it this summer. So what we decided to do was pitch a tent in the backyard so that we could feel like we're away camping, but we have all of the luxuries of home because it's only a, a five-minute walk to go straight into the house and use the toilet instead of having to dig a hole. Yeah, okay. So, you know, you get all the benefits of camping without having to camp. Anyway, three weeks this has been going on. Three and I've weeks? Been, yeah, I've been sleeping on a little camp mattress. So hence my neck being out, my back's out, and I actually feel like I'm a little bit warped and twisted at the moment. Anyway, uh, Felix had a friend. His little buddy RJ stayed over the other week, which meant I got bumped from the tent to the swag. Why now, didn't you just go back into your bed? Because if they're they're only young boys, and if in the middle of the night they have some issues in the oh, tent. Oh, you're supervising. You're being yeah, a good I parent. Sorry. Supervise, so, yeah, I essentially supervise. That's why I can't follow. <laughs> now, I've never swept slept in a swag in my entire life. I'm not a country kid. I grew up in the city. Never swept in a swag before. I never swept in a swag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I did was, and it was a brand new swag that Felix got for Christmas. So I've set it up next to the tent. So I said, boys, you're going to be right. You stay in the tent. If you need me, yell out. I'll be able to hear you. Now, because I was a bit dodgy with my back, I put two camp beds into the swag. So I just pumped me up a little bit yep. higher. And I don't know, for those of you that slept in a swag, once you zip it up, I don't know how you feel, but I felt very, very claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, because you have the little fly wire and then you have the cover. And because it was still you know, daylight savings, I had to put the cover on rather than just the fly wire. And I realized I was really close. Like my nose was almost touching the canvas. It anyway, large. Went to sleep, right? No problems. Fell asleep. I reckon the middle of the night, I woke up. And I started to panic because my nose was touching the top of the swag. Oh, my God, like you'd been buried alive. <laughs> 100%. That's exactly what I felt like. So I started to oh. panic a bit. And then the worst thing was I thought, oh, I need to at least release the canvas top so I can just get the flywire top. And I couldn't find the zip. And then I felt like that the air was disappearing. Oh my God. So I felt like I only had a certain amount of time. If I didn't unrelease the zip, I was about to suffocate. Oh. So I was jumping around. Then I realized I must have started making a fair bit of noise. <laughs> and so I was yelling for help subconsciously without realizing it. So this is what happened with Felix. Take a listen. I woke up because Dad was yelling for help. I went out the tent and I saw him punching from the inside. I opened the zip and he looked like he was being in a coffin for like 42 hours or something. And then he was sweating and all I could do was laugh at him. That is legitimately what happened. Uh, Besides the fact that my son's learned English um, and I I was sweating, (laughs) I actually was panicking in there and my heart rate was like about 120. When he opened it up, I honestly felt like 
I was in that sort of chrysalis form and it was like a metamorphosis and I'd become from the ugly caterpillar into a butterfly. But realistically, when he looked at it, all it looked like was a possum in the sock just trying to punch the crap out of this stupid bag. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? Every day I'm learning more and more about you, Rebecca Morse, and I'm finding this absolutely fascinating, particularly something revealed yesterday. I mean, I'm still coming to terms with this. As soon as you said it, I went, stop, 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 put it on the whiteboard. We need to discuss this. Um, You revealed that you actually keep a list of everyone that you've been together with over your life. Now, to your credit, it is not a long, long list. We're not talking not a to ton your credit. of names. It doesn't matter if people have a long list. Uh, you can... Yeah, well, that's something else. I, I mean, look, this is right or wrong. It is a judgment zone. Let's, it's let's not judgment go back free. to the moment when it happened yesterday. Absolutely. Have, have a list. You've got to keep a list. You've got to keep track of them. <laughs> do you, uh, you do not. <laughs> mine's a very short list. <laughs> 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 I, I'm quality over quantity. <laughs> okay. Yes. Mine is not a written down list because I've got it in my head. Right, and, and you did say quality over quantity. Yes, right. yeah, I, I've got it. I've got them in my head. Yeah. And I don't have them in my notes. But when we, a lot of people keep a list. Very common. Most of my girlfriends have a list. I was blown away when you said that people keep lists of the people that they've been okay, with. Okay, so you don't. Never. I've, not, I've never. Well, I think once a relationship or a situation's ended. I don't really go back and dwell on it. Um, we discovered also, too, with some of our young funky staff here, that they not only keep Don't lists... use the word funky. <laughs> no one uses that okay. word. I was trying to be cool. <laughs> SAFM is, you know, a young, cool station, isn't it? It's not funky. <laughs> some of the people on the list could be a little funky. <laughs> um, but I would always think that, you know, if you're no longer in a situation or a relationship, whatever, I don't really go back and dwell and go, oh... What was that person like? Um, I might write them on my list and I might give them a rating and even a nickname, which we've discovered many people do. I know. I cannot believe that this happens. I want to ask, is it right or is it wrong to keep a list? And do you keep a list? How Mm. much detail is on it if you do? I actually think it's wrong and you clearly think it's right. Well, I think if you share something so personal with someone, it's wrong to forget them. That's dismissive of them. So it's better to keep track of them. I didn't say I forget and dismiss them. I just don't go back and dwell on a situation. There's so many you've forgotten, mate. Absolutely not. (laughs) That is not the case. I too am quality over quantity. (laughs) Just some of the quality has been really shit. (laughs) But let's move on. 131060, right or wrong this morning? (laughs) Is it right or wrong to keep a list? We're talking relationships. Now, Beck, like I said, your list is, well, it's, it's on one hand. Yeah, well, that's, yes, okay. probably, it is, probably. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you, more you, than a handful's of waste, as like they you, say. I wouldn't think you'd want 30 or 40 or 50 Again, on your list. Again, it doesn't matter if you do. You don't judge people on how many they've had. It's right or wrong. You have to judge. No, but it's right or wrong to keep the list, but the number on the list when there's no judgment. Right. We don't need to know numbers, but please share them if you feel right. that you'd like to. 131060, is it right or is it wrong to keep a list? We were having a chat about this yesterday after we finished on air and we were chatting with the staff and they sort of said, hey, is this normal to have a list or not? And it seems very, very common, particularly females, more so than males, 
keep a list. From what we discovered yeah, in, our okay, in our little research project mm-hmm. yesterday, um, producer Rach joins us. Hi, Rach. Good morning. Now, Rach, I always think of you because we've known each other for many, mm. many years. I always think of you as my voice of young reason. Yes, that's because true. you are in mid twenties. Yep. You know, you're fresh, you're bubbly, mm. you're connected with society. You know what's going. <laughs> you're funky. Yeah. <laughs> you're funky. So, Rach, tell us: is it okay to keep a list? I think it's totally, it's right. totally normal and correct to keep a list. It's just basic life admin. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't have a list on yes. your phone in notes, your personal life must be a hot mess. <laughs> like, how do you one keep track? But also, you need to. Rate them and know like what's going on, Hang what's on. good, what's not. So we're not just talking maybe a couple of names on no, there. Of, no, uh, no, and no. this is very, very pertinent, especially for your Gen Ys and your, mm. your Gen Zers. Yes. Is that right? Yes, hundred percent. You need to rate them. I used a out of five system. Five of being five. five being great, but then on top of that, like I had to give them a little nickname uh, to describe. So them. you'd remember. So yes. Um, can I just ask? Did many get the five stars? Um, only one. Right. Oh, okay. Are you a right. tough critic? A tough critic, yeah. You've right. got to be um, picky. W- what, what was <laughs> the lowest rating on your list? Um, probably a one, and I gave him a nickname of Donut, a Do Not. Um, sometimes, <laughs> oh. yeah, so, well, yeah. So you could call him Donut, donut but it was essentially Do donut, Not. Yeah. Go back there. But we spelt Donut like Do Not. So when you like, say we, so you obviously chat to me and my girlfriend. Yeah, we talk about it, yeah. Thing. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So right or wrong to keep a list, mm. give us a call, um, thirteen ten sixty. So you also said, Rach, your list, you actually have some nicknames. So there's obviously Donut, donut slash yeah. Do Not. Zooper Duper. What, because it was really good? Um, because he was cold, emotionless, and um, resembled, he resembles a super duper. What do you mean? Oh, as in super duper. Super duper. What, what the would ice be... block. <laughs> Jeez, you're showing your age. <laughs> do you have yeah. a cornetto on that? <laughs> Could I ask for the most complimentary nickname on the list? Foxtel. <gasps> okay. Why? Because you because you'd like to stream him again? <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, let's go with that. Is it right? Is it wrong? Oh boy, are we learning a little bit now? Uh, producer Rach, who is, I always see her as our youthful voice of reason, um, has told us that yes, it's fine to keep a list of uh, people that you've been with, and it's very, very common, particularly amongst her and her friends, to do that. Beck, yeah. you have your list. Mine's it's, in my head. I yes. don't have an Excel spreadsheet no. or anything. No, no, no. It's um, just in my head because I think it's respectful that if you are intimate with someone, that you show them the respect to remember them. Absolutely. And whether your list has one person on it and it's your own name, well, that's up to you. <laughs> or whether your list has a whole bunch of people, um, that's up to you as well. But we're just asking, right or wrong, to keep a list. Gaz from the Limestone Coast. Good morning, Gary. How are you, my friend? Yeah, well, mate. How are you? Good, good. Gary, you got a list? Mate, no. Don't have a list. Right. Is it right or wrong? Wrong. Can't right. get any more wrong. Why, oh, why is it wrong in your mind? What's that, mate? Why is it wrong in your mind, Gaz? Why is it wrong? Mm. Stuff like that can always get found, mate. Mm. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And that- I think... Yeah, if you've got a list, you're yep. doing something wrong. You're stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, okay, Gary, thanks for your call, friend. Jess Ingola, right or wrong to keep a cheeky list? I think I think it's right, and it's right for me because I'd like to remember all of the people that I've been with. Look, let's be real, it's, it's over 10. Okay. And I'd like to remember all the names. 
I think that's, that's fine, Jess. I think it's respectful. Okay. And I think, and I think on your deathbed, it'd be kind of, if you've forgotten a couple, it'd kind of be fun to read back and go, oh, what about that? Um, I'm trying to think of a name that's not on my list. <laughs> what about that, Jeremy? Oh, <laughs> big Jez. Big what, what nickname has you got on there? Um, uh, Jez, can I ask too, is, is your list simply like, you know, the, the odd name or two? Or like producer H, is there some details, maybe a rating system? No, there is all, there's actually, there's all names and then there's kind of like highlighted the people that I've been in relationships with. So it's kind of like a timeline yep. of the loves and the lusts of my life. Right. I love that, Jess. Good on you, Jess. Well done. Yeah. All right. We've got another call. Oh, Beth from Woodville Park. Okay, Beth, uh, right or wrong to keep a list? I think it's definitely right to keep a list. Right. Okay. Um, I I think you just gotta you gotta keep track as a single girl these days. You know, you just gotta you gotta know what to stay clear from, and mm. um, yeah. Do you also use that list to perhaps revisit some of them? Ooh. Go through on a, you know a lonely Saturday night, run your finger down and go, hmm, who's getting no. a new up text tonight? <laughs> you have to. Like I have like a, a score out of ten next to like their name, mm. and then I have like their availability. So like if I know like let's say. <laughs> oh. Beth, so I know you are I know maybe one ripper. of them's only available um, on a Wednesday night because they have footy Tuesday, yes. Thursday. <laughs> so you've um, got to keep it clear. <laughs> Beth, Beth, can I ask, uh, your rating system, Rachel's, producer Rachel's, hers was out of five. What was, did you say yours was out of ten? Out of ten, yeah. Um, any perfect scores on the list? No. <laughs> we haven't quite got there yet. Right, what's, what's the highest number? Uh, in a rating system you've got on there? Oh, probably about an eight and a half, nine. Ooh. That's not bad, we're though, Beth. There. We need to yeah, find you a 10. There. Right. Yeah. Um, a 10 who's free seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Beth, can I just ask them what nights are convenient at the moment, given the footy nights filled in? Because I am very, very keen to find you your perfect 10. <laughs> I would say like a good, like, oh, we'd do a good, like, Sunday night. Okay, okay. right. Um if you like the 13, 10, 16, you reckon you could fill uh, Sunday night for Beth and you rate yourself a 10, mm. give us a call. We'll match you up off air. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, now you've been grilling me all week trying I to have. find out a little more because we essentially don't know a lot about each other no. other than just this sort of servicey stuff. No. And as I've known your husband, Jimbo, for a yeah, long time. So I, I know a bit about I you. I watch you on television every night. Oh, really? Not, no. no. I wouldn't have thought you would. <laughs> no. But uh, today I want to ask about your uh, sporting Injuries. You used to right. play footy. Did you ever play? Were you ever any good? No, 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 no. no. I was terrible. I played for three different clubs at North yeah. Adelaide, Sturt, and Glenelg in the SNFL okay. for about a decade or so. But essentially, I was a bit of a bust. Did you ever get drafted? Ever on the draft? Or um, I was on Fitzroy's list, yeah, as oh. a kid, and um, I was crap, so they sacked me. And then the reason I came to Adelaide because the Crows brought me over here like in 1992 in their second season, was oh, it, around? Glad you didn't play for the Crows. That would have made our relationship difficult. Well, I played some practice matches and I think Graham Corns looked and went, seriously, <laughs> who was on the source when they were doing the recruiting over in Victoria and brought this bloke over because of a waste of time? But I did spend some time with them and they were a lovely club and they looked after me beautifully, but I was a dud and couldn't play. So I didn't end up staying there that long. Um, right. Do you want to follow? I sort of was just writing a little list because you said, interest. I want to know how you've hurt yourself I want to get to know past. your Body. Right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You'll love this. Um, in my face and head, I've got 12 different sets of stitches. Wow. Because I've just had my head belted that many times. <laughs> At the back of my scars. head, on the top, on my nose, my la- my chin, um, by my mouth. When they fixed your nose, could they have taken a little bit of width off it? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's still a little bit crooked. I think one of the nostrils is still blocked. So there's about 12 sets of stitches on my head. Um, I had my jaw broken twice. Um, and I actually got it broken, six weeks break off. First game back, broken again. Oh. So I've still got a few sort of plates and bulges in my mouth. Um, broken wrist. Uh, oh, I broke my ankle. Uh, at the fire brigade. Oh, yeah, you're a fiery. You've mentioned that <laughs> daily. Yes. Yes. Um, and how did you do that? I was playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really love to say that I was, well, I climbed up a ladder and there was a burning building and I put three kids on my shoulder and I brought them down. And when I hit the bottom, I snapped because of the weight of the kids on my shoulder. Uh, no, it was, uh, I think it was my first shift in there. Um, and you actually have to stay fit to be in the fire brigade. Obviously, they give you time to go to the gym. Yeah, and I see them everything. running along the beach sometimes. Absolutely. There'll be I one guy driving. Closely. <laughs> One guy driving the truck just slowly heading yeah, down Summit and Way, and the other three are next to them jogging so that if an alarm comes through and they've got to go anywhere, the three just in. jump in the truck. So if you couldn't be bothered running, you just drive the truck yeah. really slowly. Can you uh, tell me where they're going to be next? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I can guarantee you, right, they'll be on the Esplanade at some point today going up and back and up and back. But the boys and girls I'll be there. there with popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> the boys and girls there are staying very, very fit, which you need to. So uh, broke my ankle playing basketball there. Mm. Um, I split my kidney Ooh. playing footy. That was the worst pain I've ever had. Ow. That was a week in hospital. And I can remember, because um, I noticed it beyond the pain, was when I went to the toilet after the game, it was like I was weeing undiluted Ribena. Oh, yeah. And I went, oh, I'm in a bit of trouble here. Mm-hmm. So they got that sorted. Okay, um, and? then the big one I had was, uh, I had osteitis pubis, is when your groins all play up, you know. I don't know what they call it now. They probably just call it a groin injury. But back a while ago, I used to got osteitis pubis. So over a course of a couple of months, I had 120... Um, glucose injections into my pubis symphysis bone, which essentially meant they would go into the delicate area around your body, pants off, and then stick needles deep inside that area around your meat and two. Is it like fillers? Yes, it was. (laughs) And then they'd find the ligaments and they'd fill the ligament with like the glucose or sucrose to strengthen it again. (laughs) But essentially you'd have to take your pants off and there was this doctor, Dr. Gurmit Dillon, mm. would just look down there and move things around and then just jab massive needles in there. Did you buy your drink first? <laughs> <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh, look at these trending topics. What a stress around planning children's birthday parties. Do you find mm. that with three kids? Well, there's a lot of competition now, isn't it? Yeah. Between, but it, Because it all goes to a lot of them, I think, on Instagram and social media. Yes. And it's like my kid's birthday versus your kid's birthday. Yeah. Let the kids have fun. Yeah. I like to outsource, like give me a bounce party yeah. or an AFL Max party any day of the week. But unfortunately, my kids want to have it at home. And well, that puts the workload on me and I hate workload. Yeah, but the ages are now of your oh, kids? Oh, yeah, they're sort of oh, 11, 14 and 19. Okay, well, so the 11-year-old still wants to have one 14 and 19 are wanting to sort of hang with their mates, aren't they, more than actually go to a... No, the 14-year-old had one with like a piñata and pass oh, okay. the parcel and all things. That's good. Yeah. Uh, 11-year-old would still be tree climb, bounce, all that yeah, sort of Yeah, all that kind of ballpark. gear. Um, but a mother of three from Melbourne has gone viral when she recorded her two-year-old requesting what she wanted for her birthday party. What are you going to have? A party. What type? A frozen. Oh, cool. What do you want to have a party? Do Lipa and a dance. <laughs> Honey, Dua Lipa can't come to your party. No, she can't. She's No, she seriously can't. Don't cry. Oh. <laughs> Her two requests, she wanted Dua Lipa and a duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good combination. <laughs> 
That's a two-year-old at the best. <laughs> Super cute. Anyway, let's um, hope Dua Lipa turns up at this two-year-old's party. Surely you could send the audio to Dua Lipa and somehow get it linked in, wouldn't you? A little cheerio she, from she's Dua. She's back overseas. Man, that girl is hot. I went to her concert. Whew, Dua Lipa in a unitard. I'd like her at my party. She actually always seems to be wearing body-hugging type stuff that looks like it's mm, a skin suit babe. type thing. All mm. right. Macca's yeah. has found uh, itself in a bit of a storm about a new menu item. Yes. Uh, what uh, They have called it a... Potato scallop. What do you call uh, when you go to the fish and chip shop and you order? Right. I would call it a potato cake because I spent my formative years yeah. in Victoria, even though I've lived here for 30 yeah. odd years. Well, South Australians call them potato fritters. Mm. Yes. And it's caused a bit of a storm. Do you know, when I think of fritter, I always think like a banana fritter or a pineapple fritter yeah, at okay. the, um, in concept. the little Hawaiian packs at the chicken shop yeah. or at the Chinese restaurant, which I still can't work out why a banana fritter or a pineapple fritter is on a Chinese Fried restaurant ice cream. dessert menu. For me, a scallop is like a seafood item. Absolutely. Um, but it's very um, complicated, the different languages uh, over the border. I um, arrived in uh, Blackwood High School in year 10 and I had mm. just been at school in Sydney and I, this is perhaps why I had no friends. On my first day, I said to them, um, can you tell me where the bubbler is? Do you know what a bubbler yeah, is? Yeah, it's the water fountain. Yeah, but they called, Yeah, they said, you mean the drinking fountain? Because uh, you know how South Australians <laughs> have that posh accent? <laughs> I just went, where am I? The and then I went fountain. to the library and I was yes. thirsty because I couldn't find the bubbler. <laughs> I think we just call it a tap. Yeah. That would have been about <laughs> the right time. A have you, but you've heard of a bubbler? I have heard of a no, bubbler. I knew what a bubbler was and I had no friends as a result. <laughs> And I still don't. <laughs> Would have been about time that you click your ruby slippers and say there's no place like Canberra, isn't it? No. Anyway. Uh, so the, here on yep. the menu in Macca's, they're going to be called potato fritters. fritters which mm. is essentially. No, sorry. They're oh, going to yeah. Call, yeah. No, they're no, calling they're potato fritters. Potato, no, they're calling them potato scallops. Mm. Oh, yeah, because that's very uh, New South Wales centric, which means obviously all the decisions are made out of the East Coast. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Checking the pulse on SA, it's the Soda Stream. Well, Beck, you'll be very interested to know that right now snake encounters are up. I hate snakes. I you mean, I'm no orphan there. Obviously, with everything going on in the Riverland. Now, we had the Premier join us yesterday, Peter Malinowskis, and he rolled out the stat that every year in South Australia, 1.7 million is our population thereabouts, that if you think of every drop of water that's consumed, and mm. we're thinking showers, watering the garden, drinking every bit of water that's consumed. Flushing your toilet. Absolutely, is 200 gigalitres a year, yeah. right? That's how much we use, and given... I'm probably have a few showers a day on. We're going to talk big, about that later, actually. Big person responsible for that. But So 200 gigalitres a year is complete water usage. That's how much water was coming across the border a day at the Insane. peak of the flight. You can't even wrap your head around it. Absolutely mental, yeah. isn't it? But obviously there's been so much destruction and damage and we feel for everyone that's been involved in that particular yeah. area. Um, but one thing that's happened is he also said that there are different species of creatures and animals that are starting to be seen more that we hadn't seen, like frogs. He and said that. frogs. He didn't say snakes. No, but snakes is a big one, right? So what about this? Murray Bridge, um, there were five snake sightings in one hour on one property. And then somewhere else in the Riverland, someone found 10 snakes in two hours on their property. So the SES is putting a warning out saying, just be careful because there are a lot of snakes out and about. I would say to the snakes, you can have the house. See ya. <laughs> it's yours now. You ever, you ever held a snake? And I'm, I mean this in an honest reptile type one. I'm not trying um, to be stupid here. Once up at um, the farm barn. Oh yeah. And I was paralyzed with fear. I yes. was hyperventilating. I could, I had a python around my neck. Um, and I, um, 
I gave it back very quickly. <laughs> Do you know the funny thing about them is I reckon when you hold them, because they feel like they don't sort of have the bones and joints, even though they have their bones and their spine in there, it's amazing how powerful their muscles are if they start to constrict around your arm or something. They're bloody frightening yeah. snakes. I can understand why people are scared of them. Now, there is a massive influx of cyclists getting around at the moment. We, of course, we know because the Tour Down Under. All you've got to do is drive near Vic Square and you see that beautiful, mm. massive blown-up bike, mm. which I quite like. Every time I see that bike go up yeah. at the sort of the end of the road, it sort of makes me feel like it's summer again. I like it better nice. than the Christmas tree. Yeah, me too. No, I'm with you. I love the big blow-up bike. I'm, I'm fine with that. Grinch but over here. There is something going on right now. It's called Operation Safe Cycling. Mm. Now, it's not so much the issue of having all of the great international teams. And even yesterday, just riding around town, I saw three international teams training, which I felt quite proud of as a South yeah. Australian because you go, you know, you get the world's best cyclists all using our roads to train on. But uh, police have put a bit of a warning out, particularly to motorists, to say, look, just be a little smarter. You know, in... Um, 60k or less zones, you've got to have a one metre gap between your cars and bikes. Yeah. And if you're going in a zone above 60k, it's like 1.5. Mm. Be smart because obviously, you know, speed can be quite dangerous in a car in that area. But up until Jan 22, Operation Safe Cycling is going to continue. I've got to say, there's one thing that I find a little frustrating, and I am a cyclist, so I try to be careful mm. as well. The lycra, the mammals. Well, I don't mind the mammals and getting their packages around and they sort of clip clop <laughs> like they've got tap dancing shoes in coffee shops. I can wear that. The issue I have is when you have a peloton of um, casual cyclists, is that what we'll say, that sort of take up the road and sort of pretend they're a car. Now, if it's on the left-hand side, you can sort of deal with it. But I was just driving up the road the other day, and there were about 15 middle-aged guys that were sort of hanging out muffin top style over the Lycra. <laughs> but the problem was they were going to turn right on, on Kenzie Road. I think I was up near Norwood. Um, but they'd gone into that right lane, I reckon, about 300 metres before the street. On the roundabout, not on the That Britannia. sort of area. But they, they'd sort of gone 300 yeah. metres before the street, so mm. it had essentially stopped all the traffic. So mm. can we just be a little smarter? Although, please be careful, because I don't want to deter cycling, because I love it, and I think it's brilliant. Mm. The more people out there, the mm. better. Can you cycle in just sports shorts? Does it <laughs> does it chafe your bits? Is that why you have to wear? Well, it's the padding. Yeah. It's the oh. padding on the seat. Oh, okay. um, but also, too, for many of the guys that do want to get out and about, the sports shorts don't essentially show all your wears well enough for them. <laughs> Put it away. Put it away. Has your husband James had his lycra out yet? Uh, he's dusted it off. No, I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to see him. <laughs> I don't look at it. I don't look down. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Yesterday, the Premier, Peter Malinowskis, joined us and the conversation went a little like this. Beck said that she sometimes goes two days or three days without having a shower. You're kidding. Where do you sit with that? You've got, to, you've got to get in the shower every day, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Isn't, that, isn't that standard operating procedure? It, it's not. I don't do it as a rule, but sometimes I forget if I'm busy and I'm tired. <laughs> forget to wash yourself. <laughs> Can't be serious. It, it, it's standing operating procedure for normal human beings, Premier. Absolutely. Okay, probably once a fortnight, once every two to three weeks, I might go two days. I don't shower every second day. Sometimes it, I run out of time. The only time I think that would be acceptable to go more than a day without a shower would be if you're camping. I mean, okay. seriously, it's unhygienic and right. it's unhealthy. Okay. So that's something you've learned about me. Mm. And then I've learned about you, mm -hmm. that you are an overshower. No. Shower. How many times a day do you shower? You can never overshower. You can't be, ever be too clean. I would have, I've worked this out because after you um, 
defended yourself. I worked out I'll shower a minimum of four times what? a day. Minimum. That is um, quite madness. often five and occasionally it might be a little more. So I've worked this out. Um, I have a shower when I wake up regardless. So we get up pretty early to be here. You'll come to work without a shower, won't you? Yeah, I'd rather an extra five minutes of sleep. Yeah. Well, I'll always get up and have a shower. That's one. And then I'll try and maybe go for a run or go to the gym or do something after we finish. Letting the ladies know you're looking after yourself. (laughs) To try and stay healthy, Beck, because I find that a healthy body leads to a healthy mind, right? So I'll go to the gym or go for a run. So that's a second shower after the show. And then um, I'll try and maybe jump in the pool and do some laps um, (laughs) at some point during the day. So that would be the third shower. And if I had the luxury of being at home during the day and you, you need to sort of sit down and, you know, go to the toilet for a more prolonged period, if I'm home, I like to derobe and I'll sit down and go what? to the toilet nude, what? then have another shower. What? What? You poo in the nude and then you shower. Well, if How I'm much home, of a I mess would. are you making? No, it's not that. It's just about being clean and you can then actually enjoy your constitutional oh that you I mean, need to have. Oh, my gosh. So you're... Men are weird. No, I've, I've actually got so, friends. One of my good mates, um, JK, big Johnny Kernahan, he sometimes will drive home to go to the toilet so that he can have a shower and then he'll drive back to the office okay. after weird. he's gone to All the right. toilet. So up to five showers So that's showers four a day. and then I'll always have a shower okay. before bed. All right. So that could be the fifth. Okay. I've got some stats for you. In a seven-minute shower, 55 litres of water goes down the drain. I reckon you're showering for longer than seven minutes. So if that's five showers yeah. a day, that's 275 litres of water. Well, it's my body. I wash it for as long as I need to. I could be more than seven minutes. I don't know. I try not to be. I won't be in the morning, but some of them might be a 10-minute shower. Okay. How many showers, Adelaide, do you have a day? I've admitted to occasionally skipping a day, (laughs) but soda more than uses my water. You've admitted to none, Mm. and I've Uh, admitted to four minimum. Four minimum a Mm. day. Mm. You need to get busier. All right, 131060, Adelaide, tell us how many showers a day you have. Can I reframe it to this question? Surely there is someone out there as well who has four showers a day. That is not abnormal. I'm not proud of the fact that sometimes I skip a day in the shower department. You are horrified by this. No, essentially you're saying that some days your maximum number of showers is zero. Yeah, but we're not Which like fortnightly phenomenal. or anyway. And then you, you how, many, really quickly? how many showers do you have a day? Minimum of four, sometimes five, and occasionally I've had six. Too much. Well, I think it's nice to be clean when you need to. How much do you need to wash? Well, I'm just saying if you've been somewhere, you're sweating, you've been for a run, you have a shower. You wake up, have a shower. Go to bed, have a shower. Mm. Been to the pool, go to have a shower. Bella from Lights View. Good morning, Bella. How many showers is normal for you? Good morning, Beck and Soda. Um, I have three showers a day. Right. Okay. Okay. And Bella, when do you have those? Um, so in the morning before work, and mm-hmm. then I'll go to the gym in the afternoon and have a shower after that and yep. before bedtime. Right. That to me would seem absolutely normal, and that's the way that the world should work, I would think. Bella, um, well done. <laughs> All right. Three, Thank you. Three showers well, a day. But could I ask, if you went to the gym or you go and do your, um, your little sessions, don't you like to do your classes? My little sessions. Yeah, well, They're big sessions, mate. <laughs> After one of your big sessions where you work really hard um, to keep your body and your mind in shape, uh, would you shower always after one of those? Uh, if I had to go out straight away, I would shower. If not, I would just wait till the evening. I'd no just... way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I that's would. even more. Hang on. Because so, you know what? Because I like to stay in no. my active wear because I look good in it. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, you will actually not have a shower Immediately after exercise? No, immediately after, no. I have a coffee, then I do some housework, and then later I will shower when I need to go out somewhere to change. Are you working hard enough in your session to sweat? Yes. you need to wash it off? 
Yes. You slip then the sweat dry into those clothes and continue to wear them around. Mm. Sweat is natural. Mm. We do have Letitia, who is a doctor, joining us. Letitia, we've been talking about maximum and minimum number of showers a day. Can you give us the doctor's point of view and welcome along? Hello. Um, Soda, I'm so sorry. I've got bad news for you. What, what, what you don't shower as well, like Beck? <laughs> Well, actually, we all have healthy um, flora on our body, which is the natural bacteria and fungal spores on our skin. Mm -hmm. And if we shower too much, we imbalance all of that. And that makes us more prone to imbalance in the flora and infections. Right. So we can actually cause fungal infections and bacterial infections by overgrowth of those imbalances. So it can lead oh to infections. You're a fungus. Letitia, <laughs> can I understand this? So, uh, by being thinking you're being clean, you're actually being dirty. No, you're just causing an imbalance in your own body's natural flora. So, our body's all in a very fine balance, and if mm -hmm. we're constantly washing ourselves, we imbalance all that flora. And then, what happens? What is growing onto your body if the flora is imbalanced? Well, it can cause the the main things people get usually are fungal infections. They usually get fungal infections around actually their groin areas quite commonly. Like thrush, Letitia. Yeah, like thrush. Letitia, I must be, <laughs> I must be so a bit of a moron to understand this. I would have thought if you don't wash, you're getting a fungal infection around your groin. How do you do wash too much get you the – wouldn't the water get rid of the infection? No, it doesn't. It causes an imbalance. So right. that this is then causes a natural body. Yes, we have natural oils. Mm. Um, natural oils, natural bacteria, natural fungi all over our skin. Um, and if his you face. keep imbalancing that. I wish you could see causes... his face, Letitia. This is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Letitia, can I ask then, um, so how many showers a day should I have so that I don't have a fungal groin? <laughs> I would say maximum of one shower a day. What? Wow. wow. Yeah. But yeah. Letitia, if I have a shower in the morning to wake up and then if you go for a run and you're really sweaty, I have to have a shower to get all the sweat off, don't I? Yeah, uh, but I wouldn't use too much soap on those sorts of areas because if we just wash with water, that doesn't imbalance our floor. I reckon he's lathering up down yeah. there, Letitia. <laughs> Letitia, thank you so much for calling through. We really appreciate Letitia. it. That is great That's advice. Yeah, well done, thank Letitia. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thank Can you. I just say, she's talking about a fungal imbalance. I've now got a mental imbalance because I cannot get my head ah, around no. how I think that I'm actually clean, um, but now I'm going to have fungus anyway, yeah. growing Wrap in. Wrap this up. SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.